0: Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you joined us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We have services on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock, Sunday evening at 6.30. Also Wednesday night, we have a Bible study at 7 o'clock. And Friday evenings at 7, we have a Reformers Unanimous program that helps people that are struggling with various addictions. We're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from k to K2 through 12th grade. If you need any more information about our church or our school ministries, visit our website at concordbaptistchurch.org. One of the most eye-opening stories that Jesus gave in the Bible was found in Luke chapter 16 where Jesus describes the plight of two men that died. The Bible speaks about the afterlife in very limited terms. Uh, We don't know a lot about heaven. We don't know a lot about hell. We are given glimpses of both places. We do know that uh, heaven is probably spoken of more in the Bible uh, concerning what it looks like, what some of the activities would be in heaven, and uh, there are certainly enough information for us to to get a glimpse of uh, what shall come to be someday if uh, we are saved and, and going to heaven. And hell, on the other side, is uh, is not described too often. In fact, uh, it's very limited in what uh, the Bible says about hell. We do know it's a place of darkness, a place of torment, uh, a place of loneliness, a place in which um, there'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, we know that eventually, after the final judgment, that they, those who have died and have gone to hell will eventually be cast to the lake of fire, as Revelation speaks about the final judgment. But in Luke chapter 16, Jesus gives a story of two men uh, that knew each other, that uh, had some connection here on earth, and uh, they both died around the same time. We read the passage of scripture, starting in verse number 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. We're introduced to two men here with totally... Uh, opposite lifestyles. A rich man whose name was not given, clothed in purple, which would be the most expensive uh, clothing that a man could wear, meant that he was very wealthy, and that uh, he fared sumptuously every day. He lived well. He ate well. Uh, He had servants, I'm sure. He owned probably a lot of property. probably had uh, whatever he wanted in life. And, uh, and so here's a man who had everything. And then another man by the name of Lazarus that would sit at his gate. And this man was sickly. He had, was full of sores. This man evidently may have been crippled. We're not sure exactly what what all uh, was his affliction. But as he sat at the gate full of sores, maybe um, uh, some sort of disease that was consuming his body, uh, he uh, would simply beg and and he would be there as the rich man was eating and as uh, he would just want to eat some of the crumbs would fall from the rich man's table and then dogs would come by and lick at his sores what a a sad life what a terrible way to live A, a person that has nothing a person who has to depend on crumbs falling from a rich man's table a man who could not seek any medical help and as his sores may have been consuming him, maybe found a little bit of comfort as only the dogs would come by and lick his sores. And then the Bible speaks of their death. And it says in verse number 22, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And so they both die." And uh, their death evidently was very close to each other, the, apparently that the beggar died first. And uh, a beautiful picture of his death is described That as angels carried him into Abraham's bosom. Abraham, of course, being the father of the Jews, representative of the great patriarch of God, uh, represented heaven, represented paradise. And as he died, he went to be with God. He went to be with Abraham. He went to be with all the saints of God, all the ones who had gone before him. The angels carried him. And here's a a beggar now that is welcomed into heaven. As uh, he enters into heaven, uh, there, of course, is the heavenly host. The Bible doesn't describe all, in this particular passage, all that was going on in paradise at that time. But it does say that he was in Abraham's bosom. And then uh, it simply says that the rich man also died and he was buried. It doesn't say anything about angels carrying his body. It doesn't say anything about him going to the bosom of Abraham. But on the other hand, it, it does say in verse 23, And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. The rich man now is separated from Lazarus, the beggar. He is not in Abraham's bosom. He's not in heaven, but in hell he lifts up his eyes in torment. And as he is in torment, he has a vision. He can see Abraham far off and, and he can see Lazarus. He recognizes Lazarus. He knows that this is the same beggar that sat uh, and, and ate the crumbs that fell from his table. What a opposite... Uh, uh, ending for these two people's lives Here's a beggar that had nothing And now he has everything He's comforted in heaven He has everything that he could ever ha- ever want And here on the other hand is a beggar uh, I'm sorry, is, uh, is Lazarus the rich man uh, Who has absolutely nothing Notice uh, that the rich man turns into a beggar now He is the one that is crying out He is the one that needs something He was used to having everything in life, but now he has absolutely nothing. And in verse 24, and he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water water, and and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Notice his request. It was not an outlandish request. It was a very basic, simple request. He wanted just a drop of water. He was being tormented. In the flame, and there was great thirst that had come upon him. And as he was asking for just a drop of water, certainly that seems like a reasonable request. But notice the answer comes from Abraham, in verse 25. But Abraham said, "Son, remember that thou, in thy lifetime, receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented." And as since Abraham says, no, it's it's a role reversal where Lazarus was tormented here on this earth where he was sickly, where the dogs at his stores, where he had nothing. He received evil things, bad things all throughout life. Maybe he was taken advantage of. Maybe even the, the rich man may, be, may have taken advantage of him. Certainly he didn't take good care of him. And now he says, where you had everything, now you have nothing. Where Lazarus had nothing, now he has everything. And so for eternity, two men had Totally opposite uh, lifestyles, two total opposite ways in which they would spend eternity. And then, as Abraham continues, he says, And besides all this, between you and us, uh, us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Uh, and so, once again, he reminds him that those in heaven cannot go and, and bring you water and those that are in hell cannot leave and, and receive anything. And, and where you are is where you'll be for eternity. There is no passing from one to the other in the in the, in the final spirit world. Those that are in, uh, in, in heaven will always remain in heaven. Those in hell will always remain in hell. It's a permanent dwelling place. And so therefore, he said, it's impossible... For eternity, he would not have a drop of water. For eternity, he would not have anything that would bring any comfort. For eternity, he would be in this torment. On the other hand, for all eternity, Lazarus would experience everything that that he could ever want, that he could ever desire. What a a total uh, opposites uh, of these two people's lives. And so as the story continues, the rich man who now is poor in, in hell as has another request and his request is found in verse number 27 then he said i pray thee therefore father that thou wouldest send him to my father's house for five brethren that that he may testify unto them lest they also come into this place of torment another request is is once again is a reasonable request he said T- send lazarus from the dead tell him to go and to my five brothers and, and and speak about this terrible place called hell and, and and warn them so that they don't come here also notice he has a great burden a great compassion for his his five brother because they were just like him they were rich they could care less about things in life and and so he begs them to begs uh, uh, for for uh, Abraham to send Lazarus there but notice the this request was denied likewise As Abraham says in verse number 29, saith unto him, They have Moses, and the prophets let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. There's a lot of powerful Messages, a lot of powerful statements that are given in this this passage of scripture from Jesus. We see the we we see the, the seriousness of death. We see that that if people are not saved before they die, uh, what a terrible existence they'll have for eternity. It warns us uh, that that throughout life, if we have everything, but if we don't have Christ, we have nothing. The rich man died and went to hell, not because he was rich, but because he had not received Christ as Savior. He put all his trust in his riches, and so therefore, he didn't need Jesus. He didn't need anything. He didn't need forgiveness. The beggar, on the other hand, had absolutely nothing on earth, but he had Christ. He had faith that saved his soul. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And Certainly, here's a man who gained great things on this earth, but he lost his own soul. The story also reminds us that there is, there is constant torment in a place called hell. It reminds us also that there's constant joy in a place called heaven. And for eternity, people either will have this wonderful existence or will have a miserable existence. It also reminds us that uh, there will be memory as uh, this man who's di- who died and went to hell will remember, as Abraham said, remember how things used to be. Remember, he may have remembered how he'd rejected Christ throughout his life. And also the most simple thing will be denied to him, even a drop of water. It shows that a person that is in hell now all of a sudden changes his tune about life and, and about loved ones around him and now has a great desire to see his loved ones come to know Christ, but yet it's too late. It's too late. It also reminds us that there are many times people that even if they're warned by people here on earth, or even if one had risen from the dead, their hearts are so hardened that they will not receive Christ as Savior. It's a reminder, the reality, that even when Jesus rose from the grave and appeared to many, still many rejected him and would not be saved. As Jesus gave this story, I'm sure that there were many that heard this story, that may have told this story to loved ones while they were alive, maybe warned them. And for the last 2,000 years, this story remains in the Bible as a reminder of two places, the only two places the soul can go to after their after their death. And I hope this day that as we contemplate our soul, do we know for sure that Christ is our Savior, so we have the riches and glory as Lazarus the beggar had. On the other hand, if we don't have Christ as Savior, then the end of that life is 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 a place of torment called hell. I pray also that this story will challenge us and, and help us as we share the gospel with others, maybe even share this story to warn others of a place of torment. And may we take this this message from Jesus to heart. And may it change us so that we become soul winners and we become, have a compassion upon the lost. And may we seek to win others to Christ to bring them to eternal life. May God use us to touch our hearts and to touch the hearts of many others.